This is it, people. This is what you've been waiting for. This is Everyday Celebrity Podcast. The podcast for everyday people with everyday problems trying to find everyday solutions to accomplish everyday goals. Let's start the show. You, 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 you. Yo, this is another episode of Everyday Celebrity Podcast. Uh, today, I know it's been a minute. I've been out. It's been the holidays, but forgive me. Uh, today, I have a special guest. I have a world traveler, a famous world traveler that's been around the world in one year. That's what he's famous for. Anywhere you can think of, he's literally been. And we're going to dig deep into his life, how he became so interested in world travel, you know what I'm saying? All of the bitches that he smashed overseas. Uh, yeah, so his name is Volkan. Uh, Volkan, welcome to Everyday Celebrity Podcast. Thank you for having me. Thanks for the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> and speak into the mic and speak louder. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, uh, glad to be on the show. It's been a, it's been an honor, and uh, I've been listening to your podcast like overseas while doing this uh, three week trip, and it was good to hear a lot of people that had different views on you know Burning Man and real estate and such. So yes, it's good to hear that. I do have the number one podcast in the Bay Area, everybody. Um, but anyways, you just came back from overseas, right? Where were you? I went to Vietnam, Thailand, Cambodia, and Myanmar. Uh, that's a lot of places for the dumb people who don't know where those places are. Where the fuck? Is that Asia? That's in Southeast Asia, yeah. Okay. And... You were just there to just like vacation? Yeah, I, so I'd done Bali, Indonesia, Hong Kong, uh, Malaysia, and Singapore. So I was just like, you know, November is a good time to go to Southeast Asia because it's not as hot. So it's a good time to go. And then, you know, Veterans Day and Thanksgiving on in November. So I just took three weeks off and then just wanted to hit those countries up. All right, so... Let's start from the beginning of your life. Sure. You are from New York, correct? Yep, Western New York. Western New York? Yeah. What's that, like Syracuse or something? Sy well, near Syracuse is Rochester, New York. So it's in the, in the suburbs? Ah, uh, it's a city, but it's got its own suburbs. Okay. So I'm sure like Philadelphia, like what are the suburbs in Philly? Uh, I mean, there is no suburbs in Philly. Oh, really? Okay. It's, Philly is like all... It's just Philly? It's just Philly. <laughs> <laughs> There's literally no good parts of Philly. I mean, it's all like, I mean, whatever. Okay. But anyways, um, so New York, how long were uh, you went to school in New York? Yeah, so, um, you know, born and raised in Rochester. Uh, they gave me the full scholarship to go to NYU. So I went over there for soccer. So I've mostly been in New York State my whole life. Wait a minute, you got a soccer scholarship? Yeah. At NYU? NYU. You're not supposed to get a scholarship for D3, but it's like politics. D3 is NYU? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Is, what is NYU known for? Like uh, science academics, or some shit? Yeah, academics. Like especially film. You know, Philip Seymour Hoffman, all these like um, directors. and. Is that where uh, Hillary Clinton's? daughter went uh i'm not sure May, uh, i know the olsen twins went over there <laughs> when you were in school no uh well i think they're a little bit older than me so i'm not sure if we're yeah i don't know okay so you went to nyu what did you study there i studied physics physics yep and then right out of college try to stay in new york but it's kind of tough with the with the physics degree over there it's mostly like finance over there what kind of jobs can you get in physics? Um, like basically any engineering jobs. Uh -huh. so, so they use they utilize physics to 
you know, do engineering. So um, what I did was I worked at Alstom, which makes commuter trains mm. in France. So that's the first job I got out off the bat. And then after that, after three years, I got a job with General Electric making locomotives. So it's still trains. And This is in New York? This is in Pennsylvania, in Erie. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, but close. It was like two and a half hours away from Rochester, so I would go back home every weekend. So what was the last job uh, that you had before you moved to California? Yeah, it was at GE. And then Bay Area Rapid Transit contacted me on LinkedIn. And then they're like, we, wanna, we well, want you to... you living in Pennsylvania? Right. And then they're like, we want you to apply for the position over here because BART works with GE and Alstom for their train control communication systems. So because I worked with those two companies before, that's how they contacted me and LinkedIn, which is rare because they're, only, they're really only supposed to like go at people in California because it's a government position. So... So, Bart, if you're listening to this, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> For not hiring the motherfuckers that were down the street, <laughs> going all the way to New York and grabbing this motherfucker. My bad. But anyway, I, I, mean, I, I applied for Bart a group of times. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah, yeah, fuck Bart. Anyway. So, they contacted you off LinkedIn. Yep. And, and were you not happy at uh, that spot? I, I was... So I was happy because I was close to home in Rochester, so only two hours away. Uh But I didn't like my manager. I didn't like the company. Like, GE is known for, like, rack and stack. So, you know, they they rank employees from top to bottom. So I didn't like the whole company culture over there. And then at that moment... What do you you mean, rank? uh, What is that, like, union? Like, seniority? You got, like, the middle 80% getting the usual 3% raise, right? Or 2% raise. You Uh got the top... 10% 10% getting a 7% raise. Mm-hmm. And then if you at the bottom, 10%, you're just going to either get let go or like on probation. Uh. So it just creates competition between like your colleagues and coworkers. Not a really good environment to work in. Okay. So, so they contacted you and you were like, yeah. were you even thinking about uh, leaving before they contacted you? Oh yeah. I've been, it's been a, it was about a year, um, I was trying to leave, but I couldn't leave because they gave me a relocation money because I had a house. So if I left within two years, I had to pay back a bunch of money, mm. $31,000. Mm. So there's no incentive for me to like leave that. So I had to stick it out and then, you know, hope something comes through like later on. And it did. And then, uh, it was like Bay Area Rapid Transit. I thought they were in San Francisco. And then I'm like, I've already been there traveling. So you've been to California before? Yeah, I traveled. I, I've been to San Francisco. And I actually collected one of the BART cards because I collect the uh, transit cards when I travel. So BART was actually one of the tickets I collected. And then they're like, no, we're in Oakland. And then uh, they did a phone interview. Mm. And then after the phone interview, you're supposed to do an on-site interview but they're like since you passed the test and then we like the interview we're just gonna offer you the job right now so i'm just like okay i told my parents i'm like hey uh i'm <laughs> i'm going to california <laughs> what so they, they i mean they 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 looked at the benefits and they're like there's no way you're coming back to new york because you know it's a government position so mm. it's like one of the few companies that does like a pension and you get overtime, like, for vacation and pay and all that stuff. So, it's like, I, I'm definitely going to be here until I retire. So, um, so what's your position at BART? I'm a train control engineer, which is what I've been working on at GE and pretty much at Alstom. So, what exactly do you do? Train control engineer. So, we got a bunch of stuff that we work on. Um, issues from the past, because our system's about 60 years old from the 60s and 70s. Uh. So a lot of the equipment that we put in service back then, you know, we have like old ass parts or non-existent ones that we, sometimes we have to go to eBay and buy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we got to fix those issues, maintenance, if a train's not getting speed codes or whatever. And so there's the maintenance aspect and then there's current issues that we're facing where we're updating procedures, 
we're changing speed codes where uh, a train, instead of getting a 36 miles per hour, it would get an 18 miles per hour just for a little bit more safety. So that's a whole, you know, different job so of just like changing. So people don't know what the fuck you're talking about, uh, you're basically doing what Denzel Washington was doing in that movie. Uh, what's that movie? I didn't watch that movie. What's, uh, what's that? Pelham 1, 2, 3. I didn't see that one. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, anyway. All right, so you uh, you came here. Yep. And did you move, when you moved here, did you move to Oakland or San Francisco? I, I really wanted to do San Francisco first because I knew if I moved to Oakland, I don't think I would have went to San Francisco afterwards. Just, mm. and like, I, I mean. Why did you want to move to San Francisco? Just to say it's you just, lived there? No, not to say I lived there, but it's just, it's the only thing I, I've never been to Oakland. So I got hired. I'm like, I don't know how, and you know what? Like people hear about it. it's like, oh Oakland's like dangerous and yeah. and it's like really nothing different from from Harlem or Rochester. It's really not that it's not as bad as it once was. Uh-huh. So I'm not sure if you could say that with Philadelphia. Like Philadelphia is probably is it better now? Probably a little no, bit. I haven't went, I haven't went back in years, but it's 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 more like Oakland than San Francisco. I know that. Right. So, but that's what I learned to. Like, out of all, like, probably, like, 150 cities I visited, I'd say Oakland, California is, like, my favorite city to, to live in just because of the weather's better than San Francisco. It's less foggy. We get more sunnier days. It's more diverse. I don't even think San Francisco is, like, that diverse, to be honest. Yeah. So, and uh, you just see this just by living in the East Bay. So, um, you know, the, the Mexican food, I think, is better in the East Bay. Um, you know, just a bunch of a bunch of cool shit. So all right, so you touched down in Oakland, settled yep. your your feet and shit. Where was the first place that you traveled once you moved here? Uh where was the first place that I traveled? I think I went to um, New Mexico. I did the White Sands. Uh, national park it's where boys the men feel that like filmed that one music video yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't go because of that but it was just like really close and the thing with with joining board you're on probation for six months so you can't travel and this was like depressing for me like i couldn't travel for six months mm. so like that that was a hard time for me but once that six months like filled up i'm like i'm gonna go this i'm gonna go to brazil and all that stuff so all right, so um, when let's let's start talking about your travels. So when yeah. uh, when you were growing up as a young kid, did you did your family travel a lot? No, not far from it. We used to go to Turkey every year. That's where your family's from. Yeah, and then most most Turkish Americans they just go back to Turkey every year, maybe even twice. It's just you know some of them have family back home, but my immediate family's in New York, so I don't have to worry about that too much. But, like, there's no, they definitely didn't inspire, like, going to Asia or, like, Africa or whatever. Like, they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> so where was the first place that you traveled overseas? Mm. Ever. Barcelona. And that's where you came back from, right? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I just came back from Barcelona. Uh, yeah, Barcelona was my first. And how was that for you? It was good. Uh, it was my first time traveling. And then I did Barcelona and Madrid. And then that's when I figured out, like, I only like spending three days in a city. Anything less, you can't really see a city. Anything more, I get, like, all, like, antsy, and I'm like, I need to get out of here type thing. So that's what I figured out from my first travel. Um, You know, three days in Barcelona, three days in Madrid. And then I think that was my first trip. How old were you when you went to Barcelona? I think I was 25. That's when the whole travel thing started. When you when you started traveling, yeah, twenty five. And what is the reason for you to travel to so many places? Uh, my first goal coming out of college um, was to just buy a shitty car. I got a Ford Focus for four thousand dollars, and I'm like, I want to save enough money to to buy a house and rent out all the rooms while living in it. Uh-huh. So you know that was the main goal, and I'm like, I did that. And now I don't have to pay for living expenses. What can I do with 
you know, what can I do with this money that, you know, I'm saving up and stuff. So my first tenant, um, his name is Mark Seymour. Uh, he's from England. And uh, he had all these, he, he moved in and he had all these like cool photos of like, like him traveling in England and I This is your house in New York? Yeah, in okay. Rochester. So he had all these photos and I'm like, I haven't been, I've only been to Turkey and Canada. And Canada is like only three hours away. Yeah. So, and you know, I, before that I was in a long term relationship so I didn't really get a chance to travel. Do so, you want to... What's up? Shout out the girl that you're talking about. I'm not gonna give shout out to the girl. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, on this show you can't mention people if you don't shout them out. This is okay. like a therapy. So what's the bitch name? Uh, her name's Gina. Gina, what? <laughs> you want her social security number too? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, well, shout out to Gina. Shout out to Gina. Come on the show. Come. On. She's actually an hour away from here too, as well. Is she? Yeah. Well, we haven't spoken in like. How do you know she's an hour away then? She's from Northern California. Uh, uh, so, so you still like look at her Facebook? From no, time I don't know. Yeah. All right, anyway, continue your story. Uh, so just bought the house. I got all this money. I'm like, I've only been to Turkey and Canada. Um, I haven't traveled anywhere. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to try Barcelona, Madrid. So that was just like a life-changing experience because of like the people you would meet. Yeah. You, you know? Like it's not even about, yeah. I mean, Barcelona is like crazy. It's a Sagrada Familia and then it's kind of unfortunate doing Barcelona first because you see the best church, in my opinion, is Sagrada Familia. Every, anything you're going to see after that is just going to be a downgrade. And then they got the, the biggest soccer stadium in, the, in Europe. It's Camp Nou which is like 99,000. Mm-hmm. So any other stadium that you see after that is just going to be a downgrade. So, But apart from that, like just the people, meeting people and how friendly people are and stuff. So, Did, Tell me an experience that you, what was the worst experience that you had in Barcelona? Uh, I, can't, I don't think I had a bad experience in Barcelona. What's the best experience? In Barcelona? Yes. The Sagrada Familia. When you definitely. went there? Yeah. Inside is like crazy. Like, it's the most ridiculous thing I've seen. And it's not even finished. It's going to be finished in, like, 2050 or 2060. Is Barcelona and Madrid, is there any, is it a big difference? Uh, I mean, most European cities, you get, just, you know, typical museum, typical church, mm. good food. Mm. Um, that's why I wanted to take some time apart from, from Europe and go to, like, places like Africa and Asia. It's a little bit more different. So I'm, I only go to Europe when I go see my team play. But apart from that, it's my soccer team that I follow pretty religiously. What team is that? Yeah, they're called Galatasaray. They play in Turkey. So, nice. um, Sound like they suck. Are they good? They're not bad. They sucked this year, kind of. All right, so you say you went to Africa. Yep. Where? I did Cape Town and Zambia. It was like the most fun I had like, out of all the travels. When was this? This was 2016. Um, Cape I did Town in what? Cape Town in Zambia. Where's Zambia? At? Zambia is next to South Africa, pretty much. Okay. Next to Zimbabwe. So what was that experience like? Um, Cape Town, I did shark cage diving, which mm. is pretty. Would you do that? Wow. <laughs> You're in did a cage. Did you actually so. see sharks? Oh, yeah. And like the visibility was only uh, three feet. Like small sharks or like the big? No, the big ones. Big sharks. Big sharks. How deep were you? No, you're just like, you're in a cage right, right, right below. Yeah, well, I know that, but how deep do you go? Did you don't you? go deep. You're like right below the, the boat. So anyways, the visibility is like three feet. So like you can't see the ocean. You don't, you don't see anything in the ocean. Uh-huh. So when you do see the shark, it's like right in front of your face. So I don't know. Some people, I, I'd rather prefer that than. Did you get scared? No, nah, it's, not, it's not that bad. I thought it was going to be worse than that, but um, it's not that bad. I, I didn't go in first. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going in first. And then, yeah, I just went in more than once. So uh, there's shark cage diving, and then I'd walk with a lion. Lion's my favorite animal. So that was like, like a dream come true type thing. I felt like I was in Lion King or whatever. 
Mm-hmm. And then um and then I did Devil's Pool in Zimbabwe, uh Zambia at Victoria Falls. So that's that's definitely a experience. Is that like a A lot of people think of Africa like what they see on TV like kids with their ribs and shit showing like flies flying on them. Um, is that a, is that a misconception? South Africa probably is not like that. It's pretty um, you know, you got like restaurants and stuff over there. If you go to Ethiopia or Sudan, uh-huh. probably. I mean, Africa. But the big. places you went was nah, not like that. Nah, nah. But it was weird because when I went to Zimbabwe, um, I was the so I, I touched down in Zimbabwe. Um, it was weird. I've I've never been to a place where I'm the only physically white person in the whole city. So it was just like... Would you thought Zimbabwe was going to be full of Irish motherfuckers? No, no, not even that. It's just like, like I wasn't, I, you know, I've never been in that situation before. I mean, I lived in East Flatbush, but you, you, know, yeah. you have some white people over there. Yeah. But I've never been to a spot where it was just like, um, like all Africans. There's no, there's no white person around. It's just like a weird, like my, I just couldn't register because I've never been in that scenario. You felt uncomfortable? No, I didn't feel uncomfortable. It was just like, it's just like a different scenario, you know? So I didn't feel like, like dangerous or anything like that. Like I wasn't scared. It was just different. Uh, um, much like, you know, when I was in Asia, they grab their drinks and like go on the street and drink. Like if you ask me to do that, I'm like, uh, you know, I feel like I'm going to get kicked out or something. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like your body just doesn't register it. How long did you stay in Africa? Um, I think I did a week over there. So Is it cheap? Uh, Cape Town is pretty expensive. Okay. Zimbabwe, not so much. So, uh, tell the people all the places you've ever been. Jeez. Um, I did mostly Europe, all the big countries in Europe. So France, Italy, Spain, Portugal, Turkey, uh, Iceland for the Northern Lights, um, Ireland, England. Uh, so that's Europe, pretty much all the big ones. I have, I'm saving Amsterdam. You've been, I think you've been to Amsterdam. Yeah, I've been yeah, to Amsterdam. Yeah. You never been to Amsterdam? No, I'm saving it until my team plays a, a match over there. So I'm saving that. I could have went there instead of Ireland, but Ireland, there's no chance for us to play a team in Ireland. So I just wanted to go there instead. Yeah. So Africa was South Africa and Zimbabwe. Um, I did the road trip cross country from New York to San Francisco. That was I definitely recommend that. That's that's really nice during the summer. The road, what, what the road trip? There's an actual. What's the freeway that you take? I took ninety. It goes all the way. Uh no, it, it stops in Montana, and then I did Montana, did Yellowstone Park, uh-huh. and then it's unfair how money like Utah, like they have like five parks that you could just like go and check out. Nice. And then Vegas, and then the hottest place in the world, Death Valley. Mm. It gets like 130 degrees over there. Um, and then just went up to Yosemite and then uh, went to Oakland. Um, That's, I did the major cities in, in Canada, Vancouver, uh. Toronto, Quebec City, Montreal, uh, Banff, Mexico City. I did pretty much all the countries in South America except for... Uh, Venezuela, Paraguay, and Uruguay. Um, I did Australia, and then those countries I mentioned in Europe, Asia: Vietnam. Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand, Thailand. I'm going back in November, by the way. If you want to join. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, what my, else? I might fuck with you. Yeah. Anyway, everyone's invited. Listen to podcasts, by the way. So it's more. <laughs> it's going to be more of a party thing. So. Uh, I missed the festival while I was over there. So, what I'm festival? Gonna, it's called the Yi Peng Festival. Mm, so when you go to all these places, yeah, <clears throat> are you like send send back like researching like oh where should I go this month and like that's how you decide or? So there's a couple of sources I check to see what do I want to do in Thailand or Cambodia or Vietnam. How many days I want to spend there? So those are the two main questions, right? So for me to see what I want to do, I check TripAdvisor, Atlas Obscura. It's a website. It's just like 
stuff they won't show you on TripAdvisor, like like weird weirder stuff. TripAdvisor, uh, if you're listening, sponsor Everyday Celebrity Podcast. Yeah. All right, continue. Atlas Obscura, and then I check Reddit too as well because they mention like what you know what good experiences they had stuff, and it's like voted so. Um, so that, and then you know, allocate three days for for a given city, and then I just buy the tickets. You know, this this three week trip, I, it took about a month and a half just to plan and stuff like that. So it took a lot of planning. So and I was like traveled out before I even went on the trip because uh, you know I just went to Ireland and Belgium and I just went back home for for Halloween. So I got back and I'm like, shit, I gotta do another three week trip. So I'm just like completely like burned out. I I don't even think about traveling. <laughs> <laughs> so when you uh, when you travel to these places, yeah, give uh, people who've never like traveled right, like a person who's taking their first trip. Right. to another country what advice would you give that person uh like the first what's like the first thing they should uh they should do um a couple of advices uh what should i tell you um i mean just research what you want to do i could tell you what what to do but you know maybe you're not into shark cage diving so which is why most of the time, like, I travel solo. You know, people are more than welcome to come around. But um, when I go on a trip, I'm doing what I want to do. It might be different from what you want to do. So you might want to go out more, uh, you know, enjoy the nightlife. I don't really allocate too much time. I'm just, like, too tired for, like, to go out. But, like, if I'm traveling to another country the day after, I'll go out the night before just because I'm not doing anything. So you normally travel alone? Yeah. And yeah. you recommend solo travel? I recommend it once. So what's the pros and the cons of traveling solo to you? Um well, it depends on your personality. So if you feel bad about going to a restaurant by yourself, which some people are, uh-huh. like you're not gonna have a good time. But me, I could go to I mean, I don't know I don't know about you, but like I could go to a restaurant by myself, I won't feel bad about it. But some people are just just can't do it there's too much anxiety mm. so yeah the con is i mean i lost my debit card while on the southeast asia trip so i wasn't able to pull out any money and that's definitely like a con like if shit happens you're yeah. by yourself in bangkok how'd you figure how'd you work that out so i go up to pull more money with my debit card, I only have 50 bucks. This is day two of week three. Yeah. I try to put my debit card in the ATM. I'm like, shit, I don't have a debit card. Mm. So I'm like, okay. I check my Airbnb, I can't find it. So I'm like, okay, let me use my credit card to pull out money. So I don't know if you know this, if you take out money with your credit card, they charge 26%. Yeah. yeah. Have you done it before? Unfortunately, I yeah. have, yeah. So, that's probably <laughs> I so, I try to use my credit card. The ATM is asking for a PIN code. Yeah, you need, but you, you don't have, you got to request a PIN code for right. the credit card. And so, you, I'm like, you didn't do that? No. Okay. Well, why would I? So, how the fuck would you, how did, how did you think you were going to pull out money without a PIN card? I never tried using a credit card. So, okay. I'm like, I tried using my debit card <laughs> for the credit card. And it's like, no, it's not working. I'm like, uh-huh. I probably didn't set this shit up. Yeah. So I go back to the Airbnb. I call Chase. And I'm like, hey, uh, can you guys, and this is in Bangkok, can you guys set up a PIN code for my credit card? And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, it'll take about a week. And uh, we'll email you the forms to your Oakland address. And I'm like, well, that's not going to do me any good in Bangkok, right? So yeah. now I got no debit card to pull out money. I don't have, I can't use my credit card, and I have $50 for three weeks. Why can't you use your credit card? Because I need a PIN code. No, but you can still swipe your shit on Right, but I mean, purchases. most places in Southeast Asia, they don't accept card. Okay. So, you need cash. Don't tell me you were 
<laughs> a lady boy? Yeah, I'm nah. telling you, was selling that, selling that ass. No, nah, nah. so what happened was um, when I lost my debit card, uh, I didn't cancel the card. I locked it. Mm-hmm. So this case, if I found the debit card, I'm able to unlock the card and use it. So the debit card is locked. So I'm like, okay, well, let me think this. I was like, the, this is the worst time like, in my life. I've never felt like I got all this, like, this money in my bank. I can't have any access to it. So just like the scariest moment of like, not only the trip, but my life like, completely like, powerless. So I'm like, wait, hold on. Like, my debit card's tied to my PayPal. So I'm like, let me, let me try to like, pay, like wire someone money. But I'm like, who, who, who do I know in Bangkok that I could just like go and like give money to, you know? So I'm like, wait, hold on. I'm in an Airbnb. Let me try my Airbnb host. So, and then the way the Airbnb is like, I self-checked in, so I don't know who my host is. But there's a door right next to me. It's called Office. So I just went in. And then I'm like, hey, how's it going? It's, I'm Volcan. There's a, there's a woman over there. Um, I'm one of the new Airbnb guests. And she's like, hey, how's it going? Uh, welcome to the Airbnb. Um, how can I help you? And I'm like, <laughs> well, <laughs> can, I, uh, can I wire you $1,000 and you could like <laughs> take that money out of the bank, please? Yeah. And then she, she thought about it. She's like, yeah, okay. So she probably had it. This is a Vietnamese woman? This is, this is in Thailand, so, oh, this is Thailand. Yeah, so, yeah, so she's a Thai woman. Okay. So shout out to Yemi. Um, that's her name. So, uh, so I just, I was like, do you have PayPal? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, you have PayPal in, in Thailand? No, Yemi up to some. <laughs> so Yemi has an eBay account, so she uses PayPal for that. Mm. So I was able to wire her, unlock the card, and then give her $1,000. And then that day, I got $1,000 in, in Thai money. So, so but, she pulled it out? Yeah. And then if I canceled the card, I wouldn't have able to, to do that. So. Yeah. Did you break her off a little yeah, I, 20 buck? What I was that shit called? Yeah, like, yeah, I gave her, yeah. You know that? <laughs> Rush hour. Yeah, so <laughs> I gave her a bit, like twenty dollars just to just for helping out and stuff. So and then I had to pay fifty dollars for the PayPal fee, which uh-huh. wasn't not that big of a deal. I'd rather do that than just have fifty bucks for three weeks. So you had to you had to stretch that thousand dollars the rest of the trip. I mean, everything was pre-booked, like the flights, Airbnbs, mm. tours. Mm-hmm. So I had, I mean, I could use that like. I didn't use a, I used most of it, but not, you know, not all of it, but I needed that money. So when you go, when you go to these places, do you, uh, experience the party scene? Yeah. What was the wildest place as far as partying to you? Uh, I'd say Rio de Janeiro, just cause, I mean, yes, pretty sir. obvious answer. <laughs> I just, uh, can't the, concur. Just, I so saw. what happened in Rio? Mmm. I was I was on a solo trip over there too as well and then uh what ended up happening over there No I just, th- th- there was this there was a street festival and then you know they're serving food it's like a it's like first friday block party mm. everyone was just dancing eating drinking on the street mm. and then most of the people over there they don't really know english too well and then yeah, I was I was just observing the scene and then just said hi to someone and then we connected that night and she was with two other friends and then we went out to a different after hour spot and just had a good time over there and you had a threesome with these girls? No, I didn't have not have a threesome. Yeah. Just just hung out with this girl. <laughs> all right, so out of all the places that you've been to, yeah. Tell me the place where you Slept with the most women. San Francisco. No, 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 I'm talking about overseas. Oh, overseas? Yes. Well, this was before I was living in San Francisco or the Bay Area. So I visited San Francisco twice before moving here. Okay. So if it's going to be a city, it would be San Francisco. Well, I don't give a fuck about the states. Right, I'm okay. talking about international shit. 
The most girls? Yes. Uh, I mean, it's not like I went out a lot, so it would only be like once max for for a country. So, okay. like, and plus I'm only there three nights, and I only if I go out, it'll only be one night in that country. So you never fuck like three bitches at the same on the same one day. Oh, let me see. Yeah, I went to no brothel in Australia. Um, fuck the bitch. Went out to eat. Got horny again. No, I don't think so. Was it a different girl? Yes. No, no. It's always been one max. I think. Have you ever kept in contact? Do you keep in contact with the uh, the women that you meet on all these places? Yeah, I mean we're just made a connection like i don't chat with them or whatever like that i i don't like doing it because it just like ruins the experience that we had like while i was in the country uh. so i just like to reserve like you know it happened it was like a moment in 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 vietnam and like i like to just like leave it as a moment in vietnam and not you know there's no there's no use in like Hey, how's it going? Like, how's your week going? Like, so you never met a girl who was like, I'm a 90 day fiance, fiance this bitch? Uh, no. No? No. Okay. So, are you single now? I am single. What is your next uh, destination you're traveling to? I'm not even thinking about traveling. I'm just, I took nine trips this year, so I'm kind of. So how the done. fuck do you get all this time off? Actually, this trip that I did is the first time I used vacation. And then... So what I, the hell do you use? Um, it's, it's all overtime. So any hours that we work at BART, uh, over so 40 hours. So you have the choice between paid, paid or, or vacation. Overtime. Okay, yeah, yeah. So That's a smart tactic. So yeah. you, must, you must work a lot of overtime? No, not a lot. But, you know, when I do, I just put it to vacation time. Mm-hmm. Um, they know me like I don't need to work a lot of weekends. Uh, There's a lot of people that want to work a lot of weekends because just they they got like mortgages and house yeah. like, families to to look after. So I don't really have that dilemma. So I'd rather just enjoy the the weekend as opposed to like working it. Have so. you ever stumbled when you were traveling overseas in all these cities? Have you ever stumbled into like a bad neighborhood by accident? I mean, when I went to Brazil, like Brazil, I was like right on the beach. You know where that fucking God statue is, or right up on that mountain. Yeah, Brazil everywhere is. Yeah, so if you're on the beach, those are like resort. This like feels like a resort type shit. Right. It's nice, the beach, women. Then you walk up the street, like away from the beach, you're like in the fucking. You're like in the slums. Right. I. Yeah, I went to one of those slums. It's called the favela. Uh. So it's called the Hocinha. Yeah. Um. The Brazilians, they pronounce the R as an H. So it's actually worded out as Rocinha, but they pronounce it Hocinha. And, I, yeah, I did a tour over there. And then you go with a local and around. And then, like, I was walking around, and then these cops just stopped these two kids on a bike. Just, like, with their guns up. They're like, stop, you know, whatever. They're like, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> like in Portuguese or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Uh you know they were frisking him and stuff like that so I've, I'm like yo they got like military rifles I'm like like moving away and slowly like <laughs> I'm not trying to get shot <laughs> so like where the hell was this tour taking you just around the favela so you just get just to, to see, the to see life. like how their life is yeah and then the any like the, the money you put into the tour like funds the favela in like the community oh okay so yeah, it was just interesting to see and, like, the guns coming out while we were on tour and stuff like that. Like, uh, but the thing with the Rio de Janeiro, like, the the very dangerous areas are, like, the touristy areas where, because yeah. they, I mean, the people from the favela or, like, the poor areas, they, they'll go to the statue or, like, Copacabana Beach. Yeah, and then they will, t- yeah, they will target you, especially if you... Did a I bunch mean, of kids, uh, I remember when I was out there... Like, there's kids everywhere, like, asking for shit, trying yeah. to sell shit. Did you shit. see them uh, jump on the bus, like, through the window? 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do that shit too. And then when you try to like, uh, you're like, yeah, I'll give you a couple some change. And then once you pull out, there'll be like one kid come up to you. Then yeah. you pull out some change. Yeah. The next, in the blink of an eye, there's like 20 kids surrounding you. Right. Going did, through your pockets and shit. Did you have a lot of people? Uh, I mean, you and I actually pass as a, like Brazilians, I would imagine. I know no, I didn't. No. I think you would. I didn't pass as a Brazilian. I think you would. So I, I mean, didn't we're pass not like, as a Brazilian because of the way I dress. That may be it. But. Like when I was in Paris, they knew I wasn't from Paris. There's a lot of Africans in Paris, but they knew I was like an American black dude because of the way I dressed. Right. Like there's a, I mean, and, and it's, you can tell like the way they dress, the way the black Africans dress in Paris right. is different from, you can just, I don't know, it's just something that you can fucking tell. Right. Yeah. But yeah, Brazil was... Uh, they was sell iPhones crazy. over there for 4000 so, like, yeah, that's why they want to rob iPhones out there. But I actually, I was hiking with someone, and he got held at knife point for his iPhone. Uh. So, but he, he looks like he's from, like, San Francisco, like, blonde hair, blue eyes type thing, so it's just easy targets over there. Have you ever, uh, well, you know, prostitution is legal all over these places in other countries have you ever dabbled in that i haven't done any of the prostitution i have done so let me tell you, you never the story of some coochie no uh no not coochie we, we're gonna we, we can edit this out you can say yes no well, well so let me tell you the story um <laughs> i'm not gonna so, edit out my no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so while in thailand I would do most of my walking and stuff in Thailand, like wake up at 8 a.m., 8 p.m., walk 10 miles a day. So the thing with Thailand, like they have a lot of massage parlors. So every day I would get like a leg and foot massage just to like, you know, just to relax from the walking and like the walking I'm going to be doing, yeah, um, you know, the day after and stuff like that. And then I went from the regular leg, like this is my first time getting a massage actually in Thailand. And then I did the, the leg one, and then I moved on to, like, the shoulder and neck and stuff. That felt really good. They, like, cracked, like, in ways that you – I don't know how they do that, but it was just amazing. And then I went to – I went to Chiang Mai, which is northern Thailand. And I'm out of my Airbnb. Um, I call an Uber. They don't have Uber over there. They have Grab. Mm. So just the FYI. Um, so I called the grab over, and it's a scooter. So it's an e-bike. It's not a car. It's an e-bike. And then some woman from across the street was like, hey, handsome, come over here. I know what you want. And I'm like, okay. This is Brazil? This is uh, Thailand. Thailand, okay. This is on this trip. So I walk over, and I'm like, I'm like wait, hold on. This is, this is Thailand. Like, they're not just known for their regular massage parlors. They have the... The special ones with like you know, the happy endings and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm just like, wait, this might be this might be one of those like, massage parlors. She was so, trying, she was telling you to come and get a massage. That's so I'll continue with the story. Uh, so I walk over and then she's like, I know what you want. Um, do you want a blowjob or do you want a handjob? And I'm like. Is she speaking English? Yeah. Like clear English? Yeah, clear English. Okay. So she's like, hey, handsome, do you want a hand job? And I'm like, yeah, why not? Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, why not? I'm in Thailand, right? So, and then, like, that's the first time I asked that, like, said that. So, uh, okay, and then I, you, okay, I'll continue. Yeah. So, I'm like, how much is it to, for, I was curious, I'm like, how much is it for, for a hand job? And she's like, I'm changing the currency here. She's like, $25 for uh, a hand job. So, and this is the first time I've So that's a good deal. Yeah, that's what you're saying. So I'm like, 20 bucks. And she's like, no, 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 $25. And I'm like, no, it's $20. And she's like, it'll only be $20 if you just get the hand job and no massage. And I'm like, wait, there's an option for that? Like, you could just go in straight in and, like, not get the massage? Like, this was, like, Saturday night, so I didn't want to be, uh, like, all yeah. oiled up anyways. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, <Stupid. laughs> so, 
Um, so we agreed to that, and then it was just like, it was, it was a life-changing moment. It was just like, the, the reason why I wanted to mention the story was like, if you're a single dude, and if you don't have a serious relationship right now, and are not married, you have to go to Thailand to one of these massage parlors. This is just like, like life-changing. It's like, they, like, completely, they know what they're doing, like, completely different. And then, like, uh, you know, the whole thing was over, and I'm like, I get out the massage parlor, and I'm, like, ready to go for dinner, like, as I was initially planned to. Hey, and stuff wait, like wait, that. time out, time out, time out. Oh, okay, this guy. So... <laughs> <laughs> So you you guys come to agreement on the price yeah. and all that shit. So she takes you into the building. Yeah, and they're playing like massage parlor music and all that stuff. So so like, you didn't get a massage. You no, just got a so hand job. They got they have the regular massage chairs in the bottom floor, and then upstairs is where like the special shit goes on. Okay. So you go upstairs. Was there a shit ton of guys up there? No, nah, I didn't see any guys. Okay. Or hear anything else. So you're telling me she literally just gave you a hand job and that was it? That's it. And I was you good to go. Like, yeah, let's, I mean, I'm trying to fuck. You didn't say that? Um, I actually don't know. I, didn't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do that even if that was an option just because of sanitary issues and shit. Uh-huh. You know? Like even, yeah, I'm, I'm just good with a hand job. Okay. So, um, so after the hand job, you leave. Yep. And, and I'm like walking take down the over street tonight. like, you know, like a big smile on my face, and then everyone on the street was like, "It's probably this guy's first like massage parlor experience." <laughs> so yeah, it was that's crazy. crazy. So you, uh, all right? So Thailand, I, I got a bunch of questions on Thailand. So did yeah. you ex- did you see any what are, what are they called? She boys? Yeah, they're around over there too as well. But I mean, you could kind of you could. Like I heard it's pop, they're they're like popular. That's like the thing to do out there. Like I'm not sure. And they got the the thing I found out after the pack, uh, fact is uh the whole ping pong ball thing. You heard about I that? I heard about that. What the fuck is that? It's when they sound like some weird shit. It's like it's a show. It's like they put it in the vagina and then they just shoot it out. And there's a guy on the other side. Who I don't know who's on the other pong? side, but it's like a show and. I didn't know about it until I left Thailand. <laughs> oh, so you didn't see it? I didn't see it. I just heard about it. So I'm just like completely focused on like just traveling. And like last minute I find out about these massage parlors and stuff. Uh, so you're saying, uh, so Thailand is like the craziest place that you've been to as far as like sex and all that shit? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's the only place where I like. You know what I'm saying? Was that the place as far as like seeing like crazy shit going on? So sexual wise? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you been to Tijuana before? I have not been to Tijuana. No. Have you heard about the donkey show in Tijuana? I have not heard about the donkey show. Do you want to hear about the donkey show? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the donkey show in Tijuana. Well, Tijuana is known for this donkey show, right? Tijuana so, is right across the border from San Diego. San Diego, that's yeah. right. You can that's like you can like literally walk right. across the border. Okay, that's Tijuana. So they're known for this thing, for this donkey show, and basically it's a donkey. This girl is like sucking the donkey's dick, and is like trying to fuck the donkey. So that's basically what the donkey show is. Okay. A lot of people go to Tijuana to see that. Huh. But anyway, I never saw it because. I'm saying I'm really big on animal rights. You gotta so, yeah. be around here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, have you ever been to China before? Uh, even though it's not the same thing, I've been to Hong Kong, Hong Kong, which is supposed to be China in about thirty years. All right, so all these places that you've been, did you experience any negativity as far as being an American in these countries? The only negativity, you're going to laugh at this because you're just going to laugh at this. Um, Australia is so racist, in my opinion, just because of the experience. They actually called me a black cunt 
In Australia? In Australia. So I just like, when the dude said it, I'm like, like I laughed because I'm like, I mean, I'm not that, I mean, I'm kind of dark, but like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, Stop a looking black at the cunt. camera, motherfucker. So, my bad. Uh, my, uh, yeah, yeah, black cunts, um, that's kind of far fetched. So, that was. Who the, the fuck called you that? Cab driver or something? No, so I met this dude in Barcelona. Um, he's from Australia. And then we, we were just talking about like how we were going to travel the world and all this and that. Um, and then he ended up having a baby and got married and stuff. So, and he's not happy with this situation. Mm. So, you know, when you wanted to travel, but now you got a kid and, and a girl now. Uh, he sees like what I'm doing and kind of like took that shit out on me. I know it's not my like I know I know why he's mad. So I'm like, hey, uh, let me let me come visit you when I go to Australia. And then he's like, you don't really want to like visit me. You're just using me and stuff like that. I'm like, what are you talking about? And so he was just like, he is, just, this, is this over the phone? Or this what? is over Facebook Messenger. Uh, okay. And then. Like, he just got real heated for no reason. So he didn't say it face-to-face to you? Nah, he just wrote it out. I should have a screenshot it. Yeah. What's his name? His name is Daryl. Daryl what? Man. That's not his last name. That's his last name no, for real? It's with two N's. Daryl Mann? Yeah. From Australia? From Australia, Sydney. Our Daryl Mann. <laughs> Everyone's going <laughs> to... Everyone's gonna find you on Facebook <laughs> and comment. Blow his page up. He's racist. Blow right. his page up. I right. mean, they're all pretty. And that's I didn't like experience racism when I was in Australia. Really? No. Where'd you go? I was in Melbourne. Okay. Interesting. I just felt like it was fucking America, basically. <sighs> yeah. I mean, you don't. When you're in Australia, you don't feel like you're. I mean, you know you're in another country, but it doesn't feel like because uh, everything is so similar to fucking. Everyone speaks English. Everything's in right. English. There's actually one more country that's more obese than America. You know which country that is? No. Australia. For some reason, I don't know. More why. obese. Right. Like people-wise. People-wise. I didn't. I didn't see a lot of obese people when I went. Yeah. Well, you can't. I've really seen a lot it. of monks. Well, you can't really judge it from Melbourne or... Where were you in Australia? Sydney? Sydney. Uh, it's like judging America from New York City and San Francisco. Yeah. Can't really do that. Yeah, yeah. So so you'll never go back to Australia? Uh, I mean, there's other places I want to visit now. Maybe. I, I mean, it's nice places. That's the first time I surfed over there. Okay. So, but it's it's just ironic that, like, usually I get, like... But like with Turkish people, like we don't, we're not Arabic, so we can't get called, you know, sand people or whatever like that. Uh, I mean, we're not black. Are we? Like I don't know. What, we don't really have a term. Uh, so we like the only term that I got called is black cunt. So. Do you speak any other languages? Yeah, I speak Turkish. I studied French, Spanish, Italian. Um, I studied Arabic for two months. It was mm. a little bit difficult. Mm. So, um, you said you are not thinking about traveling. Um, do you have a place that's on your bucket list? Yeah, so I'm doing. I'm saving. Japan. Oh, you said. Oh no, you didn't say Amsterdam, right? Amsterdam's not on your bucket list. Amsterdam's right? on the list, but I don't know when I'm going. Depends on when the team plays over there. I got Japan coming up in spring for a cherry blossom. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's in April and May. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to wake up at 5 a.m. tomorrow to look up tickets for the European soccer tournament that's going on next summer. So that'll be in either Rome or Azerbaijan. So I'll look at those. And then I'm definitely going back to Chiang Mai, Thailand next November. So yeah, I'm coming with you yeah. in November. Anyone else wants to join? You're welcome to as well. <laughs> all right. So when you travel to all these places, do you uh, experience the local foods? Yeah, and all definitely. That? What was the best place that had the best food to you? 
Um, the best place to have the best food. Or the best country. I mean, they're, they all got their own different, like, dishes. So, northern Thailand, they had this thing called khao soy, which is really good. So, I'm actually looking up places in San Francisco to try that out. It's uh, like a noodle. It's noodle dish with chicken. Um, that's really good. Uh, in Vietnam, they have egg coffee, which is really good. Explain um, these dishes, man. Egg, what the fuck is egg coffee? Egg coffee is coffee with... With eggs? With egg in it, yeah. It's really like good. they just it's crack the egg and put it in the coffee? Yeah. And it tastes like a, like a French vanilla it's cappuccino. Nasty. It, I know. And with I, the I, yolk and all that in yeah, it? Yeah. It's so good. Like, you don't, you don't think it's going to be good. That's why I liked it so much. Like, is it served hot? Yeah. Or you could get cold, but... Or you could get with chocolate, whatever. This. Do they stir it or just throw the egg in there? You're supposed you to stir it from, like, bottom top. Okay. There's that. Um, in Austria, there was good food, like Wiener Schnitzel. It's like veal with... Wiener schnitzel is in America, motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wiener schnitzel. So there's that. Um, what else? Um, have you ever ate like some crazy, like if you ever ate spiders, like dolphin no, or something? No, I don't do that. Or llama or spiders or cockroaches. They did that a lot in Thailand. Okay. Yeah. I'm like kind of picky, so I don't, you know, I know like... Like Anthony Bourdain, like when he watches shows, like he just eats everything. Yeah, uh, it's tough for me to do that because I'm kind of picky. So, so you're not like a foodie. I am, but like it's only with s- stuff that I'm comfortable with. So how do you I, know when you go to these places? How do you if you never had this shit? How do you know what to order? Just like just looking at the texture and like if it smells like durian, for example, it just like looks weird and smells. Weird. What's that? It's like the fruit they have in that's predominant in Southeast Asia. Mm. So it just, I, I didn't even try it. It just looked weird and just smelled weird. It smelled like onions and stuff. Mm. So, yeah. All right, well, this is the point of the show where uh, I let my guests uh, promote themselves or whatever they want to promote or whatever they want to talk about. Do you have, are you working on anything or tell the people how to find you on social media, how to reach out to you for like advice, travel advice, uh, and what you're working on currently? Yeah. So you could, I mean, Jordan's got, uh, me tagged up on the stories and posts. So you could hit me up, um, on Instagram. It's V Turgut, V T V U. B-T-V-R-G-V-T. Um, and, you know, you could hit me up with advice or you could go on his page and ask me, like, questions on his page too as well. Uh, I'm not really working on anything. I'm just doing what I like, which is traveling and just posting it for my close friends. That's the whole idea with Instagram. But if you have questions on, you know, it's like my friend VB today, like, he had a question about going to, to Peru during the spring, you know, and uh you know it's kind of iffy because it rains a lot that's rainy season for that so you know if you have any other questions just hit me up um yeah but you know i'm not really promoting myself i'm here to promote jordan and his thing so yeah that's about have it. you ever thought about starting like a traveling vlog you know what like someone my friend was like you need to start an instagram because you're doing all this like travel shit and you need a you know, you could get a lot of followers and all that. And I'm like, you know, no, that's not Instagram. You need, a, you need a, like a visual. What's that? You need like a TV show on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube. Someone, someone actually mentioned YouTube channel too as well on the trip. Um, but it's, it's a lot more work. Like I'm just, like I said, I'm just doing what I'm doing and just posting it online. It's no different from, you know, someone hanging out with their cat or like, dog or like you know what food they they cook up and just post it on instagram so yeah um i mean i could but i I started late too as well i just got instagram on like 2017 so um i don't want no like random people just coming and checking you know what i'm up up to it's just for my close friends like you and some other cats that are not on facebook so that's why i just started instagram up um, you know, to keep in touch with them too as well. Not not only to keep in touch with me, but 
All right, tell the people your Instagram again. Spell it out B slowly. B-T-V-R-G-V-T. I didn't start the name to, to give it out to people, so it's kind of difficult, but I'm sure it's tagged in the post that Jordan puts up. All right, well, yes, uh, thank you to Vulcan, um, the world-famous international traveler, <laughs> uh, for coming on today's episode of Everyday Celebrity Podcast. Uh, and thank you as well. Yeah, you can find me, Everyday Celebrity Media CEO on Instagram or Jordan Owandi on Instagram or EverydayCelebrityMedia.com or EverydayCelebrityPO on Twitter. Uh, go on a uh, website, you know what I'm saying? I, or just go on to Instagram and look for shit that's coming soon. Uh, this company is brand new, but we're growing rapidly. Uh, like I said, we are the number one podcast in the Bay Area, and we're about to go global. Uh, check out the merch. Merch is coming soon. Uh, check out Bay Area Bites, uh, YouTube TV show. That's coming soon, 2020. So what I'm saying? Um, yeah, just be on the lookout. 2020 is a big year. I'm probably going to do one more episode, and then I'm going to go on a little Christmas break. For y'all fans who are like checking for me, I might take like a little month off. <laughs> Much needed. Uh, yeah, so thanks again to Volcon. Uh, you got anything else to say? Uh, no, that's it. All right, that's it. Thank you. You.